strange. 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 Juan. And it's time for Strange Wines with host Tom Cap from Strange Brew Podcast. And this is Juan from the Juan on Juan Podcast. Let's get strange. What's going on, buddy? What's up, bro? Just chilling in this Halloween season, cracking a beer. Got that uh, paranormal, that pumpkin beer again. Pumpkin beer yeah. sounds disgusting. <laughs> I like it. Tastes like Halloween. It's getting spooky, though. It's almost fucking Halloween. Have you been watching any horror movies or anything? No, no, I haven't watched any horror movies. I forgot. Oh, the, the last thing I watched, dude, it really fucked me up. It was the documentary Grizzly Man. Have you seen that? No, what the fuck's that about? <laughs> Dude, it's about this guy that lived in the wilderness with grizzly bears, and then... Then they ate him? Spoiler alert, he got eaten by the bears, and he recorded the... It was him and his girlfriend, and spoiler alert, they recorded the audio of them two being literally eaten alive by a bear. Oh my god, that's fucked. Well, that's what you get in in some sense. You think you can be like friends with bears and wolves and fucking coyotes? You're fucking wrong. They'll turn on oh, you the on dude a dime. was delusional. You can uh, check it out. It's called The Grizzly Man. It's from 2005, I believe. Oh, so it's an and older one. Yeah, but it's super, super good, man. I was hooked from the very beginning to the end, and it was it was it's it's a wild ride, man. The guy, but the guy is delusional. Just know that the guy is <laughs> got That's a few lo- loose nuts up there. But uh, other than that, I haven't really watched anything. I've been watching a lot of the show alone. I don't know if you've, if you've checked that out. Yeah. Is that on Netflix or some shit? Oh, yeah, you don't no. have Netflix anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Netflix anymore. It's on Hulu. So oh. I've been watching Hulu. Until Alone, Hulu eh? posts some child porn, I'm I'm going to stick to them. Yeah, Netflix is getting in trouble for that shit, so whatever. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> I, fuck I'll still get f- entertained by Netflix. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck all the people that were talking about that movie and talking about how it's about the message and all that shit. Fuck I you. I know. I couldn't you. believe that when they're like, oh, no, like, we actually were going. It was a commentary on the fact that, like, you know, there is this stuff in real life and stuff. And it's like, just fuck what you. the fuck? That's so bullshit. Suck my dick. <laughs> fuck so- you. And stu- fuck anybody that's, that, that's a pedophile I'll fucking kill you Yeah, well, um, That's official right now Someone isolate that audio If you're a pedophile you will be murdered by Juan Yeah It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy bro I just don't understand be a vigilante people who, man No 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 I mean not not even like that But you know what I mean dude. I know like, I know if, fuck him You know if you hurt children and stuff You deserve you deserve to yeah. get mauled by Talk a fucking, to the, both the candidates right now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what a shit show, man. What a shit show. And uh as uh, I was watching uh I've been watching some horror movies and shit like that. Uh like I mentioned, um yeah, I've watched like the reanimator and I've watched uh we watched Sleepaway Camp recently, which was pr- pretty good. Like so almost like a Friday thirteenth kind of style movie where they're like in the camp and it's a first person perspective of the killer and you don't know who the killer is and it wasn't bad. I'm not going to stay on this train and probably watch like a horror movie. I might probably watch one tonight after we're done recording. So I'm on yeah, that kick. I, I lied. I actually did watch The Cabin in the Woods. That The Cabin in the Woods. That's, that's a fucking weird fucked up movie. Yeah. I like it though. It's different as fuck yeah. though. Yeah, I definitely. It was, uh, what's her name? Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, so yeah, I gotta watch it, but like I'm gonna start watching the, all the Halloween movies and stuff like that. So I got, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this every year. Like people that go, like uh, there's some people that watch a horror movie like every day of the fucking every day of this month. And I'm not gonna do that this year, but maybe next year I might attempt to it. Watch a horror movie from the first to the thirty first and see what happens and see how fucked up my head is after that. But I've been watching I bought some a sick ass films. mask, dude. Did you? Yeah, I gotta show it to you. I, I, right. I bought a sick sick mask hopefully well the the governor here in florida doesn't care about its citizens so he pretty much opened up the whole entire state 100 percent, no matter what that's crazy man and uh i'm hoping that we could go like trick-or-treating at least around here but let me show you the i I want to get your reaction it's so it's so sick dude don't you have it with you or no no, I ordered it like last week. All right, I'll cut last this week. fucking small section out of us talking about the mask. 
Nah, bro, keep it on so I can get your reaction, dude. Check okay. It out. <laughs> I sent. Look how sick that is, bro. Tell me that's not fucking sick as shit. You sent me it. Yeah, I sent it to you on Instagram. Yeah, bro. Tell me that's not the sickest shit you've ever seen. What the fuck? <laughs> that's so fucking stupid, but dope. So weird. So it's like an alien on top of a person's head kind of thing. Like yeah, it cut its head off, and it's an it's, it's called alien mind control. Does it have the shoulders and shit, or like you put the shoulders on, or how, is it just like a mask on top of your head kind of thing? Yeah, it's like a latex. It goes up to like right here. To like that's like not that's not bad. I got. I want to get more like we have the spirit of Halloween in Canada. I think you guys might have it too, um, but it's like a story of all the Halloween shit. Like I got a new Michael Myers picture where it's like a news clipping of Michael Myers and like the Haddonfield Killer. So I've I've been really getting into the season. I would I probably will buy more masks one day, especially when I have more room when we like get out of the place we're in now. Um, but I I got like Michael Myers mask, twisty mask. But I want to get some fun shit. Like I really want a dope alien mask, almost like a silicone one where you have to like stretch it over your face so it's like oh, tight. Yeah. Like I think that'd be fucking dope. But honestly, I'm one, getting in the season. Six hundred bucks. Oh, I know. And but they, it's super realistic. Like the lips and everything move, and I, I was so tempted to buy it. There's like a there's a Freddy Krueger one that I wish I could have, and it's four hundred bucks. Fucking a little pricey, but it's like silicone, so you can like you pull it over your face, and it like fits to your face. Yeah. And then you also get the burnt hand, where it's like a glove, but it looks like super super realistic. So I was like, that would be kind of cool. But uh, yeah, let's get into I guess what we're talking about because the Halloween season and uh, we want to get into something different. And this is a big case. I remember hearing about it a long time ago because uh, I even watched the movie and we're going to be talking about The Bell Witch. But the movie is like so cheesy. Like I know what it was. Uh, it's called An American Haunting for all the people that have never seen. It was like a 2004 film. Maybe at the time when I was, I was around like 13 at that time, I thought it was scary. But that movie's cheesy as fuck. Like, the graphics are bad and shit like that. And it's just, like, I, I watched most of it. And I was like, okay, I get the point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that movie was in 2005, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. It was, it's okay. It just tells more or less the story, but kind of added a bunch of shit. But uh, essentially, we're going to be talking about a place that's in Adams, Tennessee. It used to be called something else, but they've changed it. In 1817 was a site of the most well-known haunting in American history, known as the Bell Witch. The strange and often violent poltergeist activity that provoked fear and curiosity in the small farming community that remains unexplained for nearly 200 years and is inspired for many fictional ghost stories. And it's just like, we'll get into it, obviously, but this is like the first ever recorded history of someone dying and then blaming then blaming a witch <laughs> or a ghost, essentially, a ghost. So yeah, it's pretty have, fucking weird. I really enjoyed looking this one up and researching it and listening to a few videos. Yeah, they I watched did a few videos, too. A Ghost Adventures episode on it as well. Did you watch and that? I watched the a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, I, I watched that, like, years ago. And they go to the, uh, the Bell Witch Cave and stuff like that. Yeah. It's actually pretty entertaining. I hate those fucks, though. <laughs> I have a few mixed feelings about it. We can get into it. Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a skeptic. I've never experienced anything paranormal as far as it, yeah. sober, right? Yeah. Like, seeing demons and shit like that. I've we've talked about the shadow people yeah. and the sleep paralysis, which I feel that's something different. I feel like that's something how the, the, you know, the, the, how the world is mental and everything is just yourself and your psyche and all that, all that jazz, yeah, you know, hermeticism type of stuff where you control everything. Right. And it's just your mind. Yeah. And I would love funny. to believe in ghosts. Like I, I do believe in spirits and ghosts and stuff like that. Hauntings and some like poltergeist shit. You never know because They've been a lot of people in history have been proven to fake shit, right? So, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Especially this happened in the in the eighteen hundreds in yeah. the early eighteen hundreds. So that's when the spiritual lot, movement was like go, like getting full blown. You'd have people doing seances and yeah, stuff among exactly. that, right? So, yeah. so I feel like, mind you, when it comes to old stories, folklore, even we've talked about the Wendigo, the yeah. Skinwalker, and all these different things. I feel like there is a grain of truth. When it comes to all these stories, to a certain extent, no, right? I agree, yeah. But there's no way of being able to, to, to really 
uh, clarify those those well, accounts. Yeah, and, and especially just, with this you know, one. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they said that with this one too that like they can't that this is just stories handed down from people to people because most people couldn't even fucking write back then so like and, or read so it's just like more of like uh, word of mouth tale and then it became what it is today and uh, so in the historical records of the Bell Witch one early account of the Bell Witch haunting was written in 1886 by historian Albert Vigil Goodpaster <laughs> and his uh, history of Tennessee. He wrote in part, a remarkable occurrence which attracted a widespread interest was connected to the family of John Bell, who settled near what is now Adams Station about 1804. So great was the excitement that people came from hundreds of miles to witness the manifestation of what was popularly known as the Bell Witch. The witch was supposed to be some spirit uh, having a voice and an attributes of a woman. It was invisible to the eye, yet it could hold actual conversations conversations and even shake hands with certain individuals which is fucking crazy that, yeah, that, that people think they saw me, that dude. you know what it's, i mean it's and mind you a lot of the the information that we have from this is people writing about it way after the fact and yeah. and i want to just do like a breakdown and i want to i want to tell the whole story and then yeah. we can break it down and really see if it was a hoax or what what i i have a theory of what it could be because yeah. some some of the things that they talk about it it makes me think about other like paganistic stuff you know yeah definitely like it's it goes it, there could be some shit shady shit going on too like you never know right yeah 100 percent. so in the early 1800s john bell and i got my information from the bellwitch.org i believe or, or yeah. bellwitch.org in the early 1800s, John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to Red River Bottomland in Robertson County, Tennessee, settling, settling in a community, Red River, which became Adams, Tennessee, many years later. And when I was looking this up, there was there was like two or three different things. And I, I even asked you about something that happens that you didn't hear about, yeah. which that I heard about. So it's there's a lot of different accounts. So Yeah, that's for sure. Bell purchased some land and a large house for his family. Over the next several years, he acquired more land, increasing his holdings to 328 acres, which is pretty big, Yep. and cleared a number of fields for planting. He was also made an elder of the Red River Baptist Church. He was a deacon at that church, and they did become a successful farming family. Yeah, and they had slaves they as well. They had, they, yeah, they, 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 they well. Yeah, they, they were pretty well off. So... The Bell also had three more children after moving to Tennessee. Elizabeth Did they have nine Bell. children all together, I think? Nine or ten they had a kids? Lot. It's crazy. They had a lot. No thanks. They had a lot of kids. <laughs> so they had Betsy, which was born in 1806, Richard in 1811, Joel in 1813. And so one day in 1817, and this is where it gets weird. Yeah. John Bell was inspecting his cornfield when he encountered a strange-looking animal sitting in the middle of a corn row. Shocked by the appearance of this animal, which had the body of a dog and the, and head, the head of, of a rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking creepy. He shot at it, and the animal vanished. It's like dis disappeared. Yes. Bell thought nothing more of the incident, at least not till after dinner. That evening, the Bells began hearing beating sounds outside their walls of their yeah. log house and at first it starts slowly they, they were it's know, like knocking. it gets big like it progresses like it starts with like uh hearing noises outside of the house and even like weird noises like they thought they heard the the sound of like rats gnawing at like wood and yeah. shit and then it started coming into the house because first they just thought it was something outside and then it kind of like eventually goes inside the house and they start hearing like raps on walls and doors and shit right so the mysterious sound con st sounds continued with increased frequency and force each night Bell and his sons often hurried outside to catch the culprit, but always returned empty-handed. Yep. In the weeks that followed, the Bell children began waking up frightened, complaining that rats were gnawing at their bedpost. Yeah, post. that's so fucking weird. Not long after that, the children began complaining of having their bed covers pulled from them and their pillows tossed on the floor by a seemingly invisible entity. Mm -hmm. And this happened at the same time every night. I forgot the time it was, but... Yeah. But imagine that, bro. Imagine 
just chilling and and that's what's that one movie paranormal activity that's some yeah. shit straight out of a movie like well yeah you know what I mean? and even my girlfriend's like always like says like what if she her like her fear like if it was a ghost or a haunting is to be like pulled out of bed or have like your foot pulled on because that happens a yeah. lot in hauntings which yeah. would be fucking scary like someone take off your covers and then you're cold and you feel something like, grab your foot that would fucking trip me out but i it, had a friend of mine who yeah. had his big toe dislocated when it was pulled by some entity in his oh, he was in his his uncle's house That's and it so pulled fucked. him so hard it literally it, it, it dislocated his big toe and it pulled him out of the bed, dude. From that's crazy. From the toe. Yeah. That's I, see, I never wild. experienced anything like that. Like I've seen people get like slightly scratched or lights flicker and shit like that, but nothing, nothing too prominent, but it's funny. Cause even like the, the freaks, as they say, it would perform or these things it would do. It was like seemingly designed to like annoy the family. Like it would take sugar from the bowls, spill milk, take quilts from the bed, slap and pinch the children. Yeah. Uh, and then it would, they would, then the thing would like laugh at the discomfort of the victims. But at first, like they thought that it was a good spirit. But then obviously down the road, they started to realize it's more malicious because as far as we know, it didn't, uh, it like, like the mother. Uh, John Bell's wife, Lucy, I think her name is, and like it was fine with her and let like left her alone, and she thought it was like, a good spirit, especially at the beginning. So I heard another account. I heard that it was the little the the youngest girl that it liked her and it hated John Bell and it and it respected the the boys a little bit, but yeah. not so much. But yeah, it would. would... Here, here's I have an account here. As this time went on. As time went on, I'm sorry, the Bells began hearing faint whispering voices mm-hmm. to which were too weak to understand but sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns or hymns. Yeah, yeah <laughs> some some weird fucked up shit. Yeah, the encounters escalated and the Bells' youngest daughter, Betsy, began experience, yeah, experiencing brutal encounters mm-hmm. with the invisible entity it would pull her hair slap her yeah often leaving welt and handprints on her face it shows body. In, like the movie too like uh, they come in the room and then she's like floating uh, uh like over the floor and there's like something just that slapping her back and fucking forth like grabbing her by the hair which is fucking scary yeah so the family kept that secret because they didn't want you know any unwanted attention yeah and they got to the to point Probably tried not yeah. to think about it. Because, like, back then, like, uh, you know, hauntings in, like, the 50s and 60s is still, like, trippy and scary. But, like, when you think about being back then in, like, the 18th century where you just have a house and you... And most homes are separated by a couple miles sometime. And then you have massive farmland and slaves that stay. It's just a creepier... Or a lot of miles back then, bro. Yeah, and it's a creepier creepier time, like, that you use candlelight and everything like that. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff that... That error is definitely freaky. You know what I mean? You shit in a in the back of the outhouse in a little ditch in the fucking hole in the ground. You know what I mean? So it's like, what a terrible time to live. And then you got to deal with like a ghost. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so they eventually told their neighbor and close friend. His name was James Johnson. Yep. And Johnson and his wife spent the night at the Bell home where they were subjected to the same things that the bells had been had been experiencing yeah after having his bed covers removed and being slapped repeatedly johnson sprang out of bed exclaiming in the name of the lord who (laughs) are you and what do you want there was no response but the remainder of the night was relatively peaceful so whatever that is i don't know and (laughs) the entity's voice strengthened over time Mm -hmm. to the point that it was loud and unmistakable it sang hymns, hymns, quoted scripture, carried yeah, on intelligent conversations, and once even quoted word for word two sermons that were preached at the same time yeah, on the same too. day, 13 miles apart. So they, this yeah. entity got supernatural, like supernatural powers. It was said to of control people's emotions, control the way that the, the animals acted, and it was uh omnipotent so it was in, in different places at the same time yeah that's what i heard like two different places at once haunting 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, but can you, yeah. bro, like, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy. I know. Right? Like, I don't it's know if weird. I can believe that. I know. And that's that's the weird shit and how other people are seeing it. It seems like to be far reached. Um, but, like, when you get into what this actually was, there's most of the stories, like, concerning this. It's um, Details obviously vary from version to version. But yeah. their prevailing account is that it was the spirit of Kate Batts, a mean old neighbor of John Bell who believed she was cheated on him by, uh, cheated by him by a land purchase actually by her husband and on her deathbed she swore that she would haunt the john bell and his descendants and the story is picked up by guidebook for tennessee published in 1933 by the federal government's work projection administration and it says sure enough tradition says that bell the bells were tormented for years by a malicious spirit of old kate bats john bell and his favorite daughter betsy were pretty much the primary targets of these hauntings towards other family members uh, of the witch were kind of indifferent. Like in the case of Miss Bell, she saw, thought it was friendly, like I said. But no one ever saw the visitor, but they heard her very well. Her voice, according to one person, it spoke at a nerve-wracking pitch when it was displeased, while other times it sang in a musical tone, how you said. And the spirit of old Kate even supposedly chased John and Betsy Bell. She threw furniture and dishes at them. She would pull their nose, got your nose, yanked their hair, Poke them with needles. That would be fucking annoying. Like you're sleeping and you feel like needles poking you. She yelled at them at night to keep them from sleeping and even snatch food from their fucking mouths at mealtime. That's fucking weird. Yeah. And like that was surprising to me. Like she's like literally just taking food away. About to take a, a big, I don't know what they eat back there, a big pig leg or some shit. And then the fucking, she's just like it dis- disappears or she's in the corner eating it. You know, that's fucking weird. Sad. So I've, I heard that account as well, that it was that this lady, they, they said that yeah. the, that, that it hurt, that somebody had heard. And the other account I heard that it was the entity had said the the name was Kate. Yeah. It went like, you know, in like very demonic. Yeah. Yeah. It was Kate. And, and they associated it with this older lady that was supposedly a witch that was cheated yeah. from what you said, her land purchase or whatever. And, I don't really believe in a lot of stuff like this as far as when it comes to paranormal unless I really see it or it happens to me. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. But I looked up like demonology to see what Kate could relate to if there was a demon named Kate or if it could be translated. And I looked up the gematria value of Kate. Yeah. Uh, K-A-T-E. And gematria is the the Greek practice of assigning a number to a letter and mm. back then people would use Dramatia to graffiti so 666 it can be translated to and that's obviously a very controversial number that they say that that's the devil's number yeah it can it's translated to nero kaisermar which was the infa- you know infamous roman emperor that that would kill people and would order people to suicide themselves and that's interesting weird yeah so i looked up it goes Kate deep and, eh? like that's weird Huh. Yeah, it goes deep. I looked up uh, Kate and Dramatria, and when you look it up, it's, it's got a few words that are associated with it. And yeah. the ones that stood out to me was Babylon. Hmm. So Babylon, not not like baby, not like Babylon, yeah. Babylon, which yeah. is Baba. if you've ever heard of Aleister Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard yep. doing the Babylon holding ritual, uh, summoning the Scarlet and this 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 divine feminine. Energy and supposedly, and- yeah, they did that in the, I believe it was in the, I forgot what year it was, but after World War II. Yeah, these motherfuckers think they were wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that stood out to me was Moloch. Which That's is, interesting. Weird. Yeah, which is the the Owl god entity, of child yeah. sacrifice, which you can relate it to Saturn, which you can relate to Satan, which you can relate to, to yep. this devil and archetype. Yeah, we have Cannibal. I have I Am Michael Bite. I have drama, and those were the ones that really stood out to me. And there was another one, Anakia, or Anosia, so like almost like an Anakian, which is another thing that I can relate to all this, which I have my own theory on what this could have been. Yeah, and we'll get to that towards the end because, like, I don't know what really I think even yet either. I don't don't think it was, like, full-blown as they think it was. (laughs) Yeah, so... Results by English and simple Dramatria. One of them is Cardi B. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking weird. 
That's if if you want, we can get in now Andrew Jackson when he challenges yeah. the witch. So I have yeah. I have it here. So when the word of this supernatural phenomenon soon spread outside the settlement, even to Nashville, where yeah. the seventh president of the United States, General General Andrew Jackson, took interest. And you can you can explain what happens next. Yeah, because he uh, him so he, he which is interesting that it was Andrew Jackson actually like I didn't realize that that going to be the future president and he decided obviously to bring a party of his friends and like they wanted to go investigate and see what's up and the general who had his reputation in many conflicts with Native Americans probably just slaughtering them was determined to confront the phenomenon either to expose it as a hoax or send the spirit away and in a chapter in the 1894 book an authentic history of the famous bell witch considered by many to be the best accounts of the story and Jackson's party came from Nashville with a wagon loaded with tents and provisions etc a bunch of shit and uh, they bent on actually having a good time and fun investigating the witch you know they're talking on their way probably having a couple drinks and being like this will be fun we'll see if it's real or not and the men were riding on horseback when they were following along in the rear wagon as they approached near the place discussing the matter and playing how they were going to, you know, do the witch up and like, you know, I mean, how they're going to get rid of her. And then traveling over a smooth level piece of road, the wagon halted and st like got stuck all of a sudden. And the driver popped, to, uh, popped his whip and whooped and shouted at the team of the horses uh, that couldn't pull it with all their might. These horses are trying to pull this wagon. Couldn't fucking do it. It was dead stuck as it was, it was welded to the earth. And it says in this account, and Jack is, Jackson commanded all his men to dismount and put their shoulders to the wheel and give the wagon a good push. But all in vain, it did not go. And the wheels were taken off one by one and examined. So they're like, what the fuck's going on? And they're like taking everything apart, which I found like pretty funny. And then... Uh, after like it's it's pretty interesting because there was someone talking about how they had silver bullets and they were gonna like shoot the witch and then it seemed like the wagon stopped and then supposedly they heard when I guess Jackson started to like apologize and he's like by the eternal boys it is the witch and then it came like a sound sharp metallic voice from the bushes saying all right general let the wagon move on I will see you again tonight so like this weird disembodied voice the, the men were fucking be Wildered, looked in every direction, couldn't discover where the strange voice actually came from, and they have no explanation. But then the horses just started moving on their own accord, and the wagon rolled light and smoothly as ever. And that's so that's fucking weird to me that like they got stuck and just out of nowhere. And they 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 wanted to disprove this. They're going there to like see if this is a hoax kind of thing. And then this shit happens, you'd be like convinced it was real. Yeah. So. Apparently, the, the men, after they visited, uh, let me see here, I have... Yeah, because they, they actually witnessed Betsy Bell, like, screaming all night and the pinching and slapping she was received by the witch, and Jackson's covers were actually ripped off as quickly as he could put them back on, so it's like a comedy movie, like, he's pulling them up, they're getting ripped down, he's pulling them up, they're getting ripped down, and uh, the entire party of men <laughs> kept getting slapped and pinched, had their hair pulled, like, all fucking night, and uh, he actually said, quoting later, that they think that he said this, there's no real counts of it actually being written down, but they said that he said, I'd rather fight the British in New Orleans than fight the Bell Witch, so, like, they yeah. Yeah. They saw some fucked up shit and they seemed to believe it. And I have another I have another account. So after the the wagon incident, they were able to then proceed across the property up the lane and to the bell home where Jackson and John Bell had a long discussion about the Indians and other topics. Yeah. While Jackson's entourage waited to see if the entity was going to manifest. Now, one of the men, this is funny. One of the men claimed to be a quote unquote witch tamer. Oh, yeah. I heard that shit too, <laughs> which is kind of funny. He's like, he felt like he was super safe because he had this witch tamer with him. Yeah. After several uneventful hours, he pulled out a shiny pistol and proclaimed that its silver bullet yeah. would kill any evil spirit that it came into contact with. So he went funny. on to say that the reason nothing happened to them was because whatever had been disturbing the bells was scared, quote unquote, of his silver <laughs> bullet. That's Immediately, fine. the man screamed and began jerking his body in different directions, complaining that he was being stuck with pins and beaten severely. That's fucked. A strong, yeah, <laughs> a strong, swift kick to the man's prostrate. 
his ass oh, from I an invisible he was foot. Kick to his nuts. Like, just like think <laughs> sent him dick. out the front door. <laughs> angry, the entity then spoke up and announced that that there was another, yet another quote-unquote fraud in Jackson's party and that he would be identified and tormented oh, yeah. the following evening. There's a fraud. Yeah, I heard about that too. After <laughs> that, the men begged to leave the Bell Farm, but Jackson, on the <laughs> other hand, insisted on staying so that he could assert, assert, ascertain who the other quote-unquote fraud was. Yeah. The men eventually went outside to sleep in their tents, but then they continued to beg, and uh, uh, supposedly the next morning they saw him in route to Nashville, so they fucking booked it out of there. But huh. he was so probably fun. like, "Bitch, you calling me a fraud? Like, yeah. I want to know who who the other fraud is." <laughs> That's interesting because probably, well, maybe it's like the because he said that she said that to the witch tamer guy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's fucking fun. Yeah, and then well, so he seemed like he that, was actually scared, legit. So that book that you're talking about, uh, written by I believe it was Ingram. Yeah, he. I have mixed feelings about that because he posted it supposedly. This is this is what I was came across when I was doing research. Yeah, he had waited to post. Supposedly, he had a a, a diary from one of the little one of the little girls. Yeah, and he had waited until all the immediate family was dead to then write this book. Oh yeah, and of course. Talk about and then cuz then you could just add stuff on because yeah. like even even It was like the fucking the Amityville, bro, the same yeah, shit. Yeah, cuz that even yeah, that is interesting. We're talking about two haunting cases. And that's why I want to get into this too because it's kind of like in the Halloween spirit but also it's kind of like the same way the Amityville is that you don't know if the haunting was actually real and most likely it was maybe parts of it like you said like a, you know a couple percentage was real and then they overblow it they do that with movies right like based on a true story because if they actually do the straight up just true story it's fucking boring half the time you know what I mean except for a yeah. few small events or something. So over time, Betsy Bell became interested in Joshua Gardner, yeah, I heard a young about that man too. who lived not far from her. With the blessing of their parents, they decided to marry. Everyone was happy about their engagement. She engagement. was like probably twelve at the time, and he's yeah. like thirty. Well, <laughs> almost everyone. The entity, for unknown reasons, to this day, repeatedly told Betsy not to marry Joshua. Maybe she knew Betsy some and shit. Joshua's former school teacher, Richard Powell had been noticeably noticeably interested in Betsy for some time yep. and had expressed his interest in that's marrying her. That's the creeper, yeah. He's the guy yeah. that's in his 30s or some shit. When she became older, by some accounts, Powell, who was 11 years Betsy's senior, was a student of the occult, uh, although it has not been proven. Interesting. He was secret, yeah, he was secretly married to a woman in nearby Nashville, uh, Ether Scott. During this time, he spent at Red River expressing his fondness for Betsy. According to old accounts, mm. Powell politely expressed his disappointment with Betsy's engagement and wished her a long and prosperous marriage with Joshua. Betsy and Joshua could not go to the river, the field, or the cave to play without the entity taunting them persistently. Their mm. patience finally reached a critical mass on Easter Monday of 1821. Betsy met Joshua at the river and broke off their engagement. The disturbances increased after Betsy ended the engagement, but the entity continued to express its dislike for John Bell and vowed relentlessly to kill him. And so this is where it gets into the whole thing of, of him killing. Yeah, well, yeah, because like obviously like the torture of the Bell House continued for years. And the even ghost, to this day, supposedly. Yeah, and that's they yeah, they say it even goes to this day because uh the ghost ultimately one is like it put its act of vengeance upon John Bell. In October 18, of course, is October. Creepy times. Like, I didn't know it was in October. Uh, in 1820, Bell was struck with an illness while walking to the pigsty of his farm. Some believe that he suffered a stroke since thereafter he had difficulty breathing and swallowing. In and out of bed for several weeks, his health declined. But it's actually interesting because there is a story about how Lucy, the wife, uh, had some sort of disease or something like that or a sickness and she started getting better because it seemed like the witch liked her but then his health started going and declining when she was getting better which is uh, weirdly interesting 
And the Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, tells this part of the story that on morning of December 19th, he failed to wake up at his regular Have time. Have December 20th. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, so the, exactly. The counselors differ, right? And when the family noticed he was sleeping unnaturally, they attempt to arouse him. <laughs> they discovered Bell Fucker. was in a stupor <laughs> and couldn't be completely awakened. John Jr. went to his medicine cupboard and to get his father's medicine, which is probably just cocaine or fucking meth or something, and noticed it was gone with a strange vial in its place. No one claimed to have replaced his medicine with the vial, and it said it had like a smoky... A smoky substance in it, which is weird, like a gray thing, which is fucking weird. A doctor was summoned to the house. The witch began taunting that she had placed the vial in the medicine cabinet and given Bell a dose of it while he slept. The contain- uh, contents of the vial were tested on a cat and discovered to be highly poisonous, which is weird. Yeah. It's like, here, take this kitty, and the cat just fucking dies. John <laughs> Bell died, yeah, on December 20th. Kate quotation marks was quiet until after the funeral and after the grave was filled the witch began singing loudly and joyously this continued until all the friends and family left the grave site which is fucking creepy to me that is weird that she like she was like taunting him and well obviously wanted him to die and maybe this ghost did but like it that to me is the weirdest shit too of the story is how they hear the voice so clear and so loud of it like w- like whispering and then it's like full on like being like hey how are you and she's like I'm good what's going on with you you know what I mean like it's just like they're carrying full conversations and that she was like yay John's dead yeah sweet I did that and like, it's just very weird a vocal first time hearing about this where a vo- ghost is extremely vocal like this is fucking weird well, you missed the part where when they had found the vial, it supposedly it called him Old Jack and it said, I gave Old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. Huh. And then John Jr. threw it into the fire, the, the vial into the fire. And exploded. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and after that, supposedly at the and this is why a lot of there's been a lot of skeptic, skeptics that have written about this this haunting and Mm -hmm. have talked about it and one of the main things that they talk about is how many eyewitnesses and and accounts there were that can talk about this yeah it is like hey this was real that's what's weird about hundreds of people would gather and listen to the fucking ghost talk and shit which would be entertaining at the time that's for sure but like it's just that's weird to me of how people like came and like they heard shit but at the same time maybe it was them somehow playing a prank you know what i mean like i don't know that's that's fucking weird who the fuck knows but even till this day supposedly there is still things that go on you can visit the bell witch cave yeah i would love to do that where supposedly they warn you not to take things there was this guy with an account that i heard that took a, a rock from the cave oh yeah and when he went home his wife died he lost his job and i don't even so know if he crazy. killed himself but but maybe that would have still happened even if he wouldn't have taken that yeah but when it comes to all this stuff and this this is this is what i believe happened there i don't feel maybe there is a logical explanation for all of this yeah maybe that it's flat out just not fucking real who knows right mm-hmm. Because it's been just so diluted over the 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 years, yeah. and every account that we have is different. There's another account where I believe John wrestles the entity, <laughs> and so I crazy. think it was when Betsy and and Josh, whatever his name was, when they would try to get intimate, they, that the entity would <laughs> would. I'm trying to get laid here, lady. Yeah, like it would like come up with these disgusting disgusting smells and stuff like that whenever they were yeah, trying to get intimate. Yeah, because when the John died, they said that a gro- like a, this, this weird smell was coming from him, like from his actual, yeah. like, f- I guess from his mouth, there was this weird smell, and then that stayed, like, days and days after. Yeah, so I, what I feel was happening, and you can see this in a lot of hauntings, yeah. it's got to do with the divine feminine Especially when there's a little girl. So a lot of people will say that the little girl was making it up because it's happened before where little girls, they'll be like, oh, this happened. 
Yeah, so what yeah, happens is yeah, that happened in another case. I feel like too. I a lot of the exorcism, it's it's women yeah. that get possessed, right? Te- teenage young girls that get and possessed. And they're just on their period. Exactly. <laughs> so that that sexual energy and this was, has to do with with sex magic and all this stuff oh, yeah. is used by these entities if you want to believe in them and it helps them manifest because they're taking this energy from the girl <sighs> on during puberty. And then on yeah, top of we that, know all about that shit with the reptilians. One too, right? of the things that fucked me up, and I'm trying to find the the thing here was, <coughs> I'm trying to find the 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 account where it tells her she's gonna come back, and when it comes back. It comes back, I believe it was seven years later. Yeah, well, it's like I have like the bell witch supposedly left the household in 1821 saying that she would return in seven years time. She made good on her promise and appeared at the home of John Bell Jr., where it's said that she left him with prophecies of future events, which is yes. fucking trippy, including the Civil War, World yep. War and World War One and Two. Which would be fucking scary to know that. And the ghost is said to appear and reappear. I will reappear every 107 years later. And in 1935, that's when the time would have been. But we, no one knows if she did. No witnesses of the town have a, ever came out and said that they've had events happen. That's the thing, right? So exactly what I'm saying back then. Well, I people look up who when would... she was going to be back then. Who would practice paganism and all this stuff. Yep. They would summon. We talked about astral projection where in a lot of ancient cultures, people would astral project to talk to these elder ones, these people in the sky, the sky people who were able to lock into these Kashic records where they had this ancient, ancient knowledge. It's got to do with all that bullshit. Yeah. And, she's, and that, the weird that's thing, why I feel yeah. it's like some demonic being that somebody summoned. If it was that old lady or if even was his wife, because how the fuck did they not look at his wife to see if she poisoned him? Right. Well, like that's that, what a lot of accounts said too, that they were maybe pointing the finger at her, which is interesting. And uh, for all the people, the ghost is said to come back in 2042. So, if you live in fucking Adams, keep your ears open for that day if you're alive. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? Like, all this... Yeah. Well, what I was talking about, the 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 this Anakian magic that people practice to be able to talk to quote-unquote angels and yep. what Aleister Crowley was into where he was talking to quote-unquote guardian angels and all this bullshit, I feel that people back then, they were practicing paganism. They oh, were yeah. The paganism is the power of the stars. And shit in, too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so a part of me says it's fake as far as... A part of me says it's fake just because it sounds fucking fake. And then yeah. another, another part of me that knows about the occult, that is familiar with the occult, is like, okay, there is other things that we're not able to see, that we're not able to hear, that we're able to conjure that people through, right, through ritualistic magic and all this yep. other stuff that is real. That there is this other aspect of that's what all these different books talk about, these ancient books about these different realms. There's obviously something there. What is it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this was one of those things where somebody was fucking around with the yeah, occult and it got out of doing the hand. wrong thing and then something came out of it. Um yeah, I, I don't know what I, I think is maybe someone was messing around with some shit and then it like something opened up a doorway. Or even an Indian curse, right? Yeah, like, like that's that what I was been... thinking. Especially back then, they would definitely think it has something to do with Native Americans, and even like how they mentioned it. And they were probably super racist back then too. But like they believed in the curses that the natives put on certain lands. Like that was a huge belief. Uh, I, I got some facts to end it off. Uh, yeah. Though John Bell may have received the brunt of the Bell Witch Torment, we know that the young Elizabeth Betsy, that's what they called her, Bell, received her fair share of the cruelties at well. Supposedly, like, she was sub- subject to, like, physical abuse, like we said, getting slapped, hair pulled, torn uh, from her sheets. She supposedly was slapped, like we said, and pinched. And at a frequency where, like, uh, how often this happens, she would end up getting severe welts and swelling on her body. And there's 
rumors and talk that also the boys did too. That's why these accounts sometimes different. But Betsy never got an explanation for why she was targeted by the Bell Witch, though the ghost supposedly continued to meddle in her life through her adulthood, and she passed away in 1888 at the age of 82 and was said she never discussed the Bell Witch outside the family and nor did she ever sleep alone after all this happened. That's why I think that guy's full of shit because he published it in 1889 after mm-hmm. everybody right had already after been dead. after she died. So he could be fucking yeah. messing things up to and make it blow up. Adding a story, and yeah. In 1999, the Blair Witch Project hit movie theaters and became a phenomenon. I actually, like, I was thinking of watching it this year. But I liked, like, I remember... Is there a new one that came out of that? Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's probably stupid. There's dumb shit. But the original was good. Like, it was a gritty, found footage horror film that yeah. possessed such realism, people actually thought it was a documentary. And yeah. the film was, of course, fiction, but it was rumored to be inspired by the Bell Witch. And the same backdrop, like Tennessee Woods, similar to the Maryland backdrop depicted in the film. She tortured the Bell family with strange sounds and disbodied voices, just like in the movie. And I remember when I was a kid and Blockbuster still existed. And I remember renting Scooby-Doo, the Scooby-Doo movie, and the Blair Witch Project. And I was like, I don't know, like 12 or some shit. And I remember like... I was like, oh, I'll watch Scooby-Doo after because it's probably going to be a little lighter. <laughs> and I, wa- I remember, like, <laughs> laying there. I remember, like, laying there on the floor with, like, munchies and shit like that and watching the Blair Witch. And it did legitimately freak me out, especially as a younger kid. It looked yeah. real. The The tent shit always got me when the when they started, the, when the witch starts shaking the tent and they hear, like, the kids laughing and shit. It, it's the way the movie was put together was actually really well because it did make you believe it was like the, it's the first time of them doing that before a paranormal activity, making a movie where it seemed like it was real and found footage made very cheaply and actually done pretty well. And it's a creepy, they all disappear. And then she has, like, she's still looking for them and shit. And it's a, it's a good, it's a good flick. If someone's never seen it, it's a good one to check out. Yeah. And, and one of the things that cause you're talking about was talking about the Bible one of the things that freaked me out was that in supposedly the prophecies were when the witch came back or this entity came back, it was talking about the origins of life, the origins of Christianity. It's like a the, fucking alien almost or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, and then it talked about the some accounts that were accurate, uh, uh, allegedly about the Civil War or whatever war that it was that was that was happening. And that's why it made me think I'm like. If they if somebody would have asked him like yo what's your real name right mm-hmm. it probably would have came out with some other that's why I looked it up in yeah. demonology Kate what it could mean but I couldn't <sighs> that, really yeah, find that's any, a good any, point because like maybe you know like that if they actually pushed it and asked because but they they just believed it was the this bell witch or this this woman Kate that died and cursed them but who knows what it could have been if someone was dabbling in the dark arts right. Um, yeah, and and it could have been anything yeah. at that point. What well, last thing I got is just in 2015, a new spin was put on the century-old yarn of the witch who roamed the woods of Adams, Tennessee. A psychic named Sarah Dunley Pug, uh, in A and E documentary series called Cursed. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I would that. I would have checked that out actually. I'm surprised I didn't. Claim that she spoke with the deceased Betsy Bell and got the witch's real story. Pug insisted that the Bell family was not cursed, but the land uh, that we're on very much was. And it just makes that makes the most sense to me if it's real. And their family farming of the three acre plot, Pug speculates disturbance uh, of the land woke up the Bell Witch or some sort of entity. And Pug also made some interesting revisions of the death of John Bell, the clairvoyant fucking. Uh, quotations based on her communication with the departed Betsy stated that John was murdered by a slave that rose up against John essentially because he was a he you know he's a powerful figure especially in the town and and the slave was angered when John did not step in to stop another family member from abusing Betsy so the slave took justice into her own hands and that is weird and that's a weird one because that's where I ended on, but how I, like I find that interesting because that would make sense. Maybe she's getting abused by the older brothers or some yeah. uncle or some shit. And then, so the slaves like, well, fuck this. Like, or 
Maybe, you know, that's why she poisoned John. Maybe John was molesting his own fucking daughter. And then the one slave was like, you know, fuck this. Like, I don't like this. Like, and she probably begged the mom. And the mom's like, no, no, I'll get beat too. And then, you know what I mean? And then the slave's like, well, fuck this. And then she ends up poisoning John Bell. which That would make some sense to me. And maybe and the I don't slave know why. was doing the haunting shit. You know what I mean? Who the fuck knows? But exactly, right? Who the fuck knows? Like, it, yeah. I feel like that's a more logical explanation i, I like too. that i like that explanation that it mm-hmm. was somebody and they didn't they never looked into it they were like yeah. oh let's test it on a cat here you go kitty kitty, yeah, kitty. And the, oh the cat's dead it's poison yeah like, you know maybe I mean? it was <laughs> the, the you know uh one of the slaves like being like batman putting on a mask and being like i am vengeance and then then fucking going and killing john bell you know what i mean <laughs> no that was a fun know, one dude. uh yeah. and for all the listeners, uh, me and Billy have something fun coming up. We'll see how this fucking goes. Me and Billy are going to actually attempt uh, to film the Halloween special. So uh, our episode won't be coming out on the 1st of November like it normally would on the Sunday. It will actually be the 31st. Um, it'll all be everywhere that all the apps and pod, anywhere you can find a podcast, it will be. But also we're going to do a little video. But we're going to have some drinks and attempt to do a fun little Halloween special for the show. Uh, so that'll come out Halloween. But even to get into that, when when you hear from me and Juan again, I think the best bet is we talk about Roanoke. Which, yeah, yeah. Roanoke, I think. So we'll one. get into that. And me and Juan got a lot of stuff that we, we got on the way that we... Uh, maybe next year for Halloween, because we talked about it, we'll do Druids. So there's we got stuff. I definitely love talking to history with you and shit. It's good shit. Yeah, I've been... I read this weekend the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I've been yeah, I've got that too. The Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, and a lot of different... It, a lot of these different mythologies are fucked up, bro. It's yeah. Like, when we you can really even talk about... We can even talk about that, right? Talk about the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Um, we do have a Patreon out. We'll see how this goes. I just want to inform the listeners, like, if you want to support us, uh, it's you can find it on our website. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on the website. You can find it on our Facebook. But essentially, it's Podbean or Patreons uh, dash Podbean Strange Brew Podcast. But we're gonna do some extra content shit, and I'm sure I'll get Juan in on that. And me and Juan will do some maybe small episodes, like 15, 20 minutes, talking about certain cases in history or just weird paranormal shit too, or even smaller cryptid stories we could get into for extra content for the fans. But I just wanted to shout that out. Like it is what it is. If you guys can't afford it right now and pledge right now, especially in this time and become a member, you know what I mean? We'll build it up. We're just testing this because it's through Podbean. I just wanted to shout this out. And then if it doesn't work, then we're going to create our own Patreon through actually the real Patreon thing. Podbean just does their own thing. So we're going to try it out for a year, see what happens. Right on, yeah, and uh, you can check out. I just start launched my YouTube channel yesterday. Yeah, dope. I'll subscribe and uh, make sure to check that out. The Juan Juan Podcast on YouTube yeah. at the Juan Juan Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me there and listen to my shows that I that I have as well. And yeah, dude, I have yeah. fun with this one. All right, well that was fun. I'm just gonna skip on the Hail Odin train. Let's do that. Do a Hail Odin. Fucking Hail Odin. <laughs> what was that? You can't put up your hand like you're a fucking Nazi. <laughs> a fucking Roman salute, bro. Oh, that's the Roman salute. <laughs> I think Hitler stole that shit. All right, yeah, well did. that was fun. Honestly, fucking check out all the shit. You know what I mean? Follow the pages, Juan's Instagram. For this follow, you should know. It's all the bottom of the pages, man. That was a fun one. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Later. <laughs>